and that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on this edition of the show. I always appreciate your time to come in and see what we have going on. Now, today we have an interview with Dr. Drew Ramsey. Now, he has, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. Now, I'm going to tell you all about Dr. Drew Ramsey in a moment. Just before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company that specializes in pink salt. Now, personally, I believe this is a small transition we can all take from moving from white refined salt to pink Himalayan salt. So if you head over to makmystic.com, they have a number of products and information to help you better understand how pink salt can improve your health. makmystic.com. All right, so as I was saying, we have Dr. Drew Ramsey on the show for an interview today. Now, he's the co-creator of the Brain Food Scale. He helped launch, and he's a part, big part of the National Kale Day. He's going to talk about that in the interview. He's a member of the medical review team at Dr. Oz's Share Care. So he's doing all kinds of things. He's an author. He's a number of books, including this one we're going to talk about today. He's a speaker, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. Bye. Coming up, cue the cue the music. Oh man, it's embarrassing when that happens. <laughs> this is exploring mind and body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host Drew Tadia. Doctor Drew Ramsey, thank you so much for being with us today on exploring mind and body. Thanks so much, Drew. Good to be here with you. So today we're going to be talking about Eat Complete, your brand new book, along with a number of other areas around brain health. So super excited. We're actually the first, I just heard, to uh, get you behind the, the microphone and screen here to talk about Eat Complete. Is that right? Yep, that, that's right. Eat Complete's uh, just coming out. And um, yeah, it's been we've been working on it for the last 18 months or so, just trying to produce a really useful and beautiful book for people. So yeah, man, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the unveil. Let's talk about it. Awesome. Well, okay, well, well, give me a, an elevator pitch about who you are in case our, give our, cha- our listeners a chance to know more about you before we get into it. Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Dr. Drew Ramsey. I'm a psychiatrist at Columbia University. And so I work in mental health. I've been an active clinician for about 15 years and and, and teaching uh, patient evaluation. And and then really my career is focused in on nutrition and mental health. Just how can we help help our patients more? How can we help people more focusing on food and what foods to eat? And uh, and then aside from that, I mean, I'm I'm a dad. I've got two kids. I'm a husband. I'm a part-time, quarter-time farmer. I'm from rural Indiana. And right now I'm talking to you guys from my office in New York City. Awesome. So wh- where did your, I suppose, interest or love or passion behind food and psychology, how does that, that's not normal, is it, for the for those two to be combined? I, I mean, it's one of those things that like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not normal. We don't learn about food, you know, or nutrition very much in medical school. You know, some basics about, you know, deficiencies, but not a lot in terms of what to tell people to eat. And, and you could argue, as physicians, we've been telling people really bad, wrong advice for a long time, right? Uh, getting people 
onto low-fat foods, etc. You know, everybody intuitively knows they do go together, that when you don't eat well, we all know how we feel, right? We don't feel well. And when we really take care of ourselves, uh, invest in our food supply and our, and our relationship with food, we know we just feel better. I mean, that that's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for everybody listening. You know that that, you know, that super healthy home-cooked meal, you end that and you think like, yeah, I took care of myself. So it, it's something we do need to focus on. And luckily, Drew, we've just had a ton of data come out um, just a tremendous amount of research really just in the last 10 years that looks at, looks at population risk, which isn't like really sexy stuff in terms of, uh, you know, what's your risk of getting depressed, but in terms of public health and in terms of just like individual day-to-day health, um, thinking about mental health as it relates to food is really a very powerful intervention. Data says stuff, crazy stuff, like uh, a population that eats more like a Mediterranean diet, right? More whole foods, plant-based diet, lots of healthy fats. Those folks are about 40 to 50% less likely to get depressed over the next four and a half years. And so that's just like very powerful data because depression is by far the most dangerous um, disabling illness on the planet. And it makes a lot of sense that it relates to food because, you know, your brain's made of food. You eat more omega-3 fats, you get more omega-3 fats in your brain. You know, you you, eat, you don't eat enough B12, you get depressed. It's, it's just a kind of simple physiology at some level. True form life. I have to tell you this one time. I was reading your notes, and, and I was—I thought, you know, I thought I, I had to ask you about this because I did a presentation about stress, and my stress is evolves around nutrition, reducing stress through nutrition, and then exercise—the number one way to reduce stress. And then I talked about how depression and food are closely linked. And if you could nutritionize your body properly, there's a very low chance or much less of a chance of you being depressed. And there's about a handful of people that were so upset that they left the room or complained in some way. And I thought, you know, (laughs) of course, I didn't mean to, um, I didn't mean to, you know, put anyone down, but I thought it was common knowledge that. And then to, to get that backlash, was that, um, was, is that something that you ever deal with or is it becoming more normal to understand these things? Well, you know, I, I think people who have struggled with depression, sometimes there can be a defensiveness where there feels like a suggestion that like, you know, the only thing you need to do is eat more salmon and kale and you're going to smile forever. But, it, you know, so sometimes I see something like that where people want a little clarification. But, uh, you know, in, in general... I think that that people are open to the idea and excited by the idea. And and it's one of those simple ideas, again, that it's not really that complex. I mean, there's lots of great complex science to back it up, but it's the kind of advice that our moms have been telling us for the last, you know, ever since there were moms, right? You take care of yourself, sleep well, eat right, move your body. So 
But, the, you know, there's a little, there can be a little resistance, and then there's a little kind of fanaticism, right, that the wellness world has really moved in some ways that I'm concerned about that polarizes people and that stigmatizes people, where, you know, everything about brain health revolves around gluten, which is just, like, both not supported in the data and not helpful to people, right? Because there are a lot of people who tolerate gluten just fine, or, like a lot of folks I see in my practice who've tried those diets, you know, and some people benefit tremendously, don't get me wrong. But if you don't benefit from that diet, you know, there's something else going on. And, and that's, you know, I love being a physician. That's where it's my job to help folks figure out what, what are the other what are the other things that potentially contribute to how you feel and what's this. Uh, you know, mood is always an intersection of genes, right, our genetic load and our genetic risk, um, of sort of how we're put together and, and our environment. And our job is to kind of, we can tweak the environment. We can't tweak the genes, but we can tweak your environment. And certainly the biggest part of your environment that we can really, really radically modify is your diet. So, but yeah, there, there's, there's a little resistance, you know, people uh, uh, here and there. But for the most part, I think it makes good common sense and, um, and it's something that we just need to do a better job of um, in general in medical care and in wellness care. Tell me why it's not more something coming from the doctor's end or more that's, that's not prescribed, uh, more something that we could say, look at nutrition before – we write a prescription. You know, I mean, the poor medical community, first of all, is like people are just so sick. I mean, it's like the average, you know, I know people love to bash on Western medicine or not love to, but like there's certainly nobody's getting the health care that we all feel we want. And, and, and we need radical disruptive innovation. Healthcare is not is not hitting some marks in terms of just, I don't know, I get better customer service in every single restaurant I've ever eaten in in New York City compared with my doctor's office, right? It, <laughs> So, it's and it's true. true. <laughs> like, wow. it's like, and I leave happier. So, uh, but docs are just they are stressed for time. I mean, imagine. I, I mean, I'm in private practice in New York City. I get to sit down with somebody for 90 minutes, and I hear the whole story. And then sometimes I get, you know, I sit down next week, and I get another an hour. The average doc gets like 15, 20 minutes for an intake, and seven minutes for a follow up. I mean, what, what can you, you know, so I can't even say kale in seven minutes. And so my, just for example, my dietary assessment, I sit with my team and we spend an hour with somebody and we want to hear what, you know, what their challenges are. It's the same thing I do with Eat Complete, actually, my, uh, I call it the simple food assessment. And, and it really, it's fascinating data where you hear things that you just don't, don't otherwise hear in medical practice, you know, something that doesn't seem like it matters. Like, well, I, I can't eat any Asian food anymore. And then you hear what's beneath that is the soy allergy and the sesame allergy and those just developed, right? And you hear the complexity of how somebody gets their food and the stresses in their life. And you really get to make a much more um, precise prescription for somebody. And that, that's the real, but it takes some time. And so the reason I think we're not getting that is there's not, for example, in depression, there's not a single trial that shows that uh, food can, can, uh, uh, can have a positive outcome in the treatment of depression. We have one trial that's just closing by Felice Jack and her colleagues. And then we have a couple little trials where like food was the control group where we showed that you could. So without that science, because we are based kind of on psychotherapy on meds, a lot of clinicians, it doesn't kind of trickle down to them. But that's changing. I mean, just uh, in about a week, Drew, we're, we're uh, Emily Deans, who's a great psychiatrist, and Laura Lachance, who is one of your fellow Canadians, who's at the University of Toronto. We're giving, a, it'll be our fourth year in a row at the American Psychiatric Association, where we're presenting on food and the brain, where we teach our 
all of the most recent data, our food assessment, and then how to prescribe food to patients. So probably about, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500 psychiatrists have come through that. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the tide is turning and, and people are really, that was the great thing I think about the gluten controversy is people are really getting tuned in to the impact of what they eat on their mental health. That's awesome. Good for you guys. I'm so happy. Like, there's so many, so much stuff going on. You know, mainstream. So much noise. So much junk that you don't want to see. And then someone from a professional standpoint, you're kind of worried. Like, oh man, people are actually gonna have to see that, <laughs> whether it's on social media or on TV. But I feel like when I hear something like what you're saying, it, you know, it gives me hope. Like that. Like we have a chance. Like our our kids have a chance. We have a as we age, we have a chance as we get older because there's. You know, people like you guys doing something about it. Thanks, Drew. I mean, that, that's, you know, when I get into a tough spot, I feel like I don't maybe have a chance and there's not as much hope. And, and I, I do think there's tremendous hope for people. And I think that's I really my work has been very inspired by um, seeing people transform their health. That the, the subtitle of my book is the 21 Nutrients That Fuel Brain Power, Boost Weight Loss, and Transform Your Health. And I know there's like a lot of hyperbole in the wellness world, but I really mean that. Like it really, I, I really sincerely have seen that in my own life and my family's life and, and in and a lot of different individuals I've worked with, that if you can get a hold of your relationship with food and really think about it is, is the utmost core of your self-care plan, you really can transform your health. And man, when you, and we've all seen that happen, right? We all know that person who's like, wow, they did it. Like they shifted things around and they whatever, lost 20 pounds or just, you know, look great or feel great. So it's, uh, it's always, it's always fun to, to see that it, you know, it has a real world impact. Tell me more about nutrients, nutrient dense foods, as opposed to maybe empty calories or even counting calories. Yeah, so I'm big. I think I think the counting calories and worrying about the fat in your food is just a horrible way to think about food. As I like to say, don't turn a good meal into a math equation. And so we know that there's a, a core set of foods, and that's the foods that eat complete focus on because it's a recipe book at the end of the day. There's a, there are a core set of nutrients we need, things like B12, the omega-3 fats, things that really like up to 90, 95% of them people in America, and I would guess also Canada, just are not getting every day. They're not meeting the recommended daily allowance. And so a lot of folks turn to like a supplement or a multivitamin to, you know, kind of shore up that gap. And I'm probably a little different where I, I, I don't believe that that's an insurance policy, actually. I, I think there's no insurance for not eating well. And I, I, I try to be a testament that I get all my, I try to get all my nutrients from food because, you know, we got to remember 1912 is when we discovered the first vitamin. There was a lot of human smiles and joy and creativity and generativity uh, before we knew anything about vitamins. And so nutrient density, though, is, is the idea that there are certain foods that have more nutrients per calorie. And so that's for folks who know my kale work. My second book was The Fifty Shades of Kale, and then I've been involved in National Kale Day. The reason we love kale so much is just a great example of nutrient density, right? 33 calories in a cup of raw kale. A cup of raw kale is not a lot of kale. If you saute that, I can eat like 10 cups of kale. But, but a cup of raw kale uh, has, gosh, about 33 calories, has exactly 33 calories, 134% of your daily vitamin C, has over 600% of your vitamin K, has over 200% of your daily vitamin A, has a great dose of iron, more iron per calorie than beef. It has a, it's a reasonable amount of protein. Um, it, it's also on top of this got all these phytonutrients, antioxidants. 
right? It's, it's, it's just packed with nutrition, lots of minerals. So, so that's a good example. For 33 calories, man, that's a good deal, right? Compared with 33 calories of, you know, something else like a, like a soda, where you get just sugar, you get zero nutrients for your brain. So that, that's, um, so nutrient density is getting, I tell people it's like better bang for your buck. Walk into the grocery store, walk out with more nutrition. That, that's the goal. And then the goal of, of Eat Complete is to help people identify these foods. What are the most nutrient-dense foods? And then incorporate those into their diet because a lot of them are things that people they know about and maybe even like, but they're just not cooked at home, like a mussel or, or oysters um, uh, you know, or grass-fed beef. Right, just stuff that that people you know maybe need a little reminder, a little help with, a little creative recipe, or um, one of the nutrients or, or I'm sorry, spices that I use a lot in the book is turmeric, because of the data that turmeric can help promote uh, the expression of this really really cool hormone called BDNF, which is a it's kind of like miracle grow for the brain. I mean, it's just good stuff, right? So. And it's a powerful antioxidant on top of that. So, you know, but a lot of people haven't cooked with curry or done weird stuff. Like I put it in a smoothie in one of the books, uh, amazing pumpkin ginger smoothie with a little turmeric and black pepper. Gets you going in the morning. Uh, so, so that, but that's a long-winded answer. Nutrient density is getting more nutrients per calorie and picking foods that have more nutrition in them. Tell me more about how those nutrients, those proper nutrient-dense foods affect the way your brain functions. Yeah, so, so I divide them into three cal- uh, categories in Eat Complete. The first category um, is, is around building the brain, right? So some of these things like the omega-3 fats are structured like building blocks, they're bricks, they're structural components of our brain. Um, very, very important, things like the omega-3 fats. Uh, find all kinds of data that you know, moms who eat more of those during pregnancy, the kids just have all kinds of better outcomes, more verbal IQ points and less, uh, you know, fewer allergies, less ADHD, that kind of stuff. Um, things like vitamin B12, which you just, you need to make stuff like serotonin, those molecules in your brain a lot of people uh, may have heard about, right, that kind of are, are um, at the cellular level where things like focus and happiness and smiles come from revolve around these molecules called neurotransmitters. So to make those neurotransmitters, there's some specific nutrients you need. You need iron. You need vitamin B12. You need a complete protein. Um, so, so I look at what are the molecules that build the brain? What are the molecules that, that protect the brain? Right, The vitamins like vitamin E, for example, very powerful, fat-soluble uh, antioxidant that I think it's like 96% of Americans don't get enough of that in their daily diet. And then what are, because the brain's so energy intensive, uh, it burns more calories than any other organ, I focus on seven nutrients that help with ignition that are really involved with energy production, uh, something like vitamin B1 or thiamine, which again, people, a lot of people, who, uh, folks who are listening or are struggling with diabetes or diabetes type 2, uh, that, which you know, is an epidemic in America, you lose a lot more thiamine. So not only do we not eat enough, but a lot of people... Are, are kind of peeing out their thiamine. So we want to really help folks increase their intake of nutrients like that. Give me one food for each of your three categories. So building the brain. When you, oh. I know it's hard. <laughs> All right. There's one food. I mean, it's like, okay, I'll give you one food. And your so, one best for building the brain. Okay. My one best for building the brain. At you least can't choose my- kale for all three of them either. <laughs> like I'm, I'm moving. Everybody's you know. I got to tell you, I've been eating more cauliflower than kale, Drew. So don't don't tell the don't tell the supporters of National Kale Day. But um, <laughs> okay. it, it's uh, 
Man, man cannot live on kale alone. Trust me. I mean, you can. I have. It's okay. I make it a lot of cool ways. Kale pesto. <laughs> you ever had a kale hito, Drew? What's that? No? Ever had a kale hito? No. What is that? Kale, kale pisco sour. Kale cocktails. You know, when you get bored, kale, uh, kale, um, also, uh, uh, my favorite, one of my favorites is the kale, a uh, kaleanase, just like a kale based dip. But anyway, so to build the brain, top food, right? The thing I see that so many people are missing is a good natural source of omega-3 fat. So many folks are taking the fish oil pill. They're taking a low-quality fish oil pill that doesn't really have much fish oil in it. And so when I dose fish oil, first of all, I use a liquid fish oil in my practice. But secondly, I just try and get people on more seafood. So the top ones, you want me to pick one. And the one that I I really love to get people on is the mussels because there's wild salmon – I mean, you can get it for like 10, 12 bucks a pound, right? But a lot of times you walk in the grocery store, it's like 20 bucks a pound. That That's a lot of money. So mussels, though, boy, those things are four bucks a pound everywhere in America. Right? They're, they're, everyone's like worried about seafood being fresh. It's like they're still alive. I mean, how much fresher can you get? <laughs> so, uh, so I love those mussels. Also, I like them for you know, a lot of folks, parents like me, you know, like – my kids will eat wild salmon. They'll also eat mussels, which kind of surprised me because you can dip them in some nice garlic butter. It's a nice slow meal. So you're all sitting around the table for like 30, 40 minutes, you know, picking up the little, little pieces of meat. So, uh, so I really like the muscle in terms of building a brain. And why? Lots of omega-3 fats, about 760 milligrams of DHA. That's the longest chain omega-3 fat. You're going to find that in about 6 to 10 mussels. Great source of protein. It's really low on the food chain, right, where a lot of our Work is helping people eat less meat and better sources of protein, both plant-based protein, but also thinking about things like muscle. An incredible source of B12, uh, zinc, iodine, all these really, really essential nutrients to build the brain. So so I'm going to go with muscles for building the brain. All right. Protecting for the brain. protecting the brain, I'm going to go with the almond because I'm like hell-bent on getting people to eat more vitamin E, especially the many forms of vitamin E. And also um, – and for folks who are interested, I've got a new – I just launched my first ever program yesterday, Drew. It's, it's a free program. It's a seven-day brain boost program just to teach you some of these tips and tricks and little hacks. And it's, it's super easy to get to. It's DrewRamsDMD.com slash brain boost. So, but, but this is a good example. The almond I like is one of my favorite snack hacks. I see people all the time like, oh, I love to snack. I'm like, man, I love to snack too. What's the problem? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Come on. It's like eating. I love to eat. Like, that's great. But people eat a lot of snacks. Folks go to the vending machine or, or they're in a, like a food desert. They don't have something healthy to eat. they got to bring it in with them. But that's where I love uh, having a nice bag of raw organic almonds. It's just it's a great snack. I mean, I, I'm putting in 12, 14-hour days often, and you know I can just grab a quick handful of almonds. Um, they're much more nutrient-dense than we thought. They're about a quarter of the calories, a quarter fewer calories in almonds than uh, – uh, that is listed on the package. The USDA just issued a statement a few months ago saying, like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like not 160 calories, it's 120 calories. And, you know, that. At least it's a good oops. Usually the yeah, USDA is oops. like, oh. When you say nuts, people are like, oh, aren't they full of fat? I'm like, yeah, they're full of olive oil. Like, is olive oil good for you? It's a monounsaturated fat, oleic acid. Yes. So, so then, but again, as a snack, really healthy, full of vitamin E keeps you full, gives you a really healthy source of fats, um, and lots of, again, interesting, anytime you're eating a plant, you're getting these interesting phytonutrients, right? And those are the molecules in plants that just, they just, 
do very cool things. They, they change how our DNA gets expressed. I'm sure you guys have had lots of people wax on about the phytonutrients and the antioxidants. But So that, that, I'm going to go nut for protection. Um, and then for ignition, I guess I'm going to do something maybe. I, I, well, here's what's popping into my head because Epicurious just posted a recipe from Eat Complete that's a pork line with a blueberry kiwi salsa. And so why would I pick pork? Um, and the reason is pork's the top source of thymine, vitamin B1. And again, one of these things that people kind of, we, we, we don't think about meat as a nutrient-dense food. People just think about meat as like a health risk and evil. And you know, that, that's not true in the data. If you actually look carefully at the data, you know, I mean, sure, if you're eating red meat every single day, yeah, you can see a little correlational health risk. But you know, a, a nice slice of pork loin uh, uh, occasionally, especially a pasture-raised pork, very, very healthy, uh, healthy meat. So that's uh, that's going to be my pick for ignition. Fantastic! All right, we got our three top three categories, three foods. I love how you there's, talk about. There's no that? plant in that. Hold on, this is not this is not working. There's no plant in that one. There's no kale or. Um... All right. I don't like that as a group, but I'm going to give those to you for right now. I was okay. saying we're missing like a kale or a radicchio or a mustard greens, cauliflower. I've been eating a lot of. We could we could pick any we could put an asterisk by any one of those and add it to the bottom of the list. Okay, all right, good, good, just <laughs> as good as the top of the list. Good, all right. Okay. So that's a, that's exactly how the book works, though, where I go through each nutrient, and for each nutrient, I say here are your top five food sources, right? And then I talk, uh, tell you how many people are missing the nutrient in the population, what the consequences of that are. And then most importantly, I give you five recipes in the book that have more than 100% of that or, or, or you know, a very high amount of that. So you know you can go to you know, whatever, the, the um, hearty you know, winter kale salad right? and, and know that you're getting you know, 1,000% of your vitamin K or you know, 200% of your vitamin C. Because I think sometimes, again, people are worried, and that's why they go to the multivitamin, because they just see, like, oh, I'm getting everything in it. And I really, I believe you really want to try and get everything from food. If you have a deficiency, yeah, sure, like, take a, take a supplement, but you have that deficiency for a reason. You're not eating the right foods usually, so. Yeah, I love that. You know, I grew up in the athletic world, so we all had, we all had tackle boxes <laughs> full of supplements and pills and then and these horrible protein supplements, so I got a little bit. You know, I was like, I wanted to read some ingredients, and what, why were they putting these together? So I started to put common sense together when I couldn't read any of the ingredients on the back, and I stopped taking supplements. So now, still in this profession, people ask me what supplements I should take for for different issues they're having, and I tell them to eat food, and they look at me like there's something wrong with me. Like, well, why don't you just tell me a supplement? And I'm like, why don't you just eat a food? <laughs> It's, uh, especially, I mean, yeah, this is also one of why we don't do it more in medicine. Like, you're already doing it, right? You're, it's, it's just about, like, making a smarter choice. Like, you're already eating three times a day. But, yeah, people love the supplements. You know, I think it's sort of this notion. It's a little bit of a fantasy of a magic pill, right? right? And then there's such a huge placebo effect. And then there's just such a big, um, I think it's funny to me that people are so angry about the big pharma you know, and how, uh, but people aren't like, but they love big supplement. And, and it's so strange to me because, I mean, it's like, you know, there's, if I, if I got a kickback from when I wrote like a Prozac prescription, people would just be, you know, again, enraged, right? But 
most doctors who prescribe a lot of supplements, they get huge kickbacks for prescribing those supplements. They get 30, 40, 50% of the price of that supplement. And, and, and folks don't, you know, like cry foul. And I just think it's, you know, it's a way where there's a lot of bias and a lot of manipulation and just a lot of confusion where, you know, your face should be in your food, you know, love and uh, taking some good deep breaths and really learning to be with yourself in a calm and meditative way. And that, that is, that's at the core of, of real human health and happiness. And, and for some folks, sure, there might be some other things, a supplement, a medicine, a psychotherapy, but that's at the center of feeling your best. Tell me about, uh, tell me, list a couple of nutrients that we most lack that we could get from food. You know, a couple that really surprised me, um, potassium really surprised me. Uh, potassium is, so the Food and Nutrition Board of the Institute of Medicine was a really excellent resource for, for Eat Complete. Just have so much free online um, uh, information, just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages of every study that's ever been done on potassium. Uh, but but they, 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 and I quoted in the book, they talk about how the shift in our potassium sodium intake is actually probably the largest shift in the Western diet. So we talk about all kinds of other nutrients, but we don't really talk about potassium. So you're going to get that in your leafy greens and your beans. I guess for folks listening, like my simple five-word prescription or five foods, I tell people is my little rhyme, seafood, greens, nuts, and beans, and a little dark chocolate. And, and that, that, you know, that, that's the core of your diet. Most, that's great for most people. Um, but the, the potassium surprised me. Iodine surprised me. Real So iodine is the top cause of what we used to call mental retardation. We now call it developmental disabilities or developmental delays. But the, there, there are a number of nutritional problems that just impair or inhibit brain development. And so missing iodine is the top cause of preventable mental retardation or developmental delays in kids. And, and so I was really surprised to learn that in America – 20, uh, sorry, 30% of women of childbearing age don't get enough iodine in their diet. And so you just talk about something that is like, I don't know, just surprising to me, right? So iodine, where are you going to get that again? You're going to get that in seafood. And so uh, that, that's where a big thrust of E-Complete, or one of the main tenets is helping people with what I call sensible seafood, right? Because I, I was like a lot of folks, I didn't love seafood. I grew up on a farm in Indiana, like seafood meant fish sticks, and the school smelling like crap, right? <laughs> so, when I moved to New York, though, it was one of those, like, New York's a great seafood town. You don't think about it, but we're right on the ocean. And so I just started getting exposed to so much more seafood, and then all the literature, I was vegetarian back then, all the literature coming out saying fish and omega-3 fats are so good for your health, but it just took a while for me to understand how do I cook fish, how do I buy fish, not to be scared of fish. And now, I mean, I'm shucking oysters and making mussels and making ceviches at home and feeding them to my kids. And so a big part of the book is just really help people, you know, make some steps in that direction and get more natural sources of iodine in their, in their diet. Another sleeper source of iodine and vitamin C is uh, small potatoes, with the, you know, along with wheat, boy, the potato got demonized. But like the small potato, those small like red, blue, and uh, potatoes are there, especially if you cook them and then chill them. So you increase what's called resistant starch. I mean, like you could argue potato salad is one of the healthiest things for the microbiome. Uh, and if uh, grown in soil that has enough, that has iodine, has lots of a fair amount of iodine in it. So, so those two nutrients stuck out. Tell me real quick about I don't I'm not quite sure if you can answer this. 
maybe off the wall, but why did a, I know you're a farmer as well? Why do potatoes in the grocery store taste nothing like a potato that you grow yourself? Maybe that's same similar with carrots. I mean, that's just true with food. I mean, I know when I'm on the farm and I pick like a tomato off the vine, it's like, wow, it's like that's tomato, right? And so uh, part of it is is uh, some of that earthiness that I think we get is just a little bit of, you know, it's kind of still alive in the sense of, so, you know, you got some bugs and some or little bacteria and dirt kind of, you know, kind of in there. Um, uh, and then most stuff where it, it's grown, especially on small farms, some of those tastes uh, have to do with um, when you grow food organically, they tend to have more phytonutrients in there because the, the, the plants uh, have to fight things off by themselves. And those phytonutrients and, and um, they influence flavor and color uh, uh, are the plant's defense mechanisms. So, so, I mean, I would think, you know, you're getting oftentimes with small farms also more interesting cultivars, right? So an Idaho potato, like one of those big giant spuds, you know, that, that's like a carb experience. That's not a flavor experience. But then you get those, like, beautiful little, like, blue, we call them blue Adirondack potatoes. Or uh, my favorite ones recently have been the purple yams, which I, I swear those smell like bacon. I don't know why. I was walking on my face. Bacon wipes? No. Those are purple yams. I'm like, purple yams. Like, you know, I keep waiting for some scientists to find the molecule, like, the scent of bacon that's in the purple you know, but. So, but you, you find that, Drew, you know, anytime and anybody, you know, folks listening who have spent time on farms or dug food, it just tastes better, right? It just tastes fresher, more vibrant, just more, more, more um, intense. All right. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Did you have another, any other ones for the deficient? Or are we done with that subject? I mean, I just love to throw out two quickly, which is one is the long chain omega three fats. For people who are really confused, they're eating lots of chia and flax and getting their omega threes from kale, and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Those are plant based omega three fats. They're fine. They're like a good fat, but they're not the omega three that you really need. The omega three that you really need are the long chain omega three fats, and those you're only going to find. They come from algae originally, but you only find them in concentrated sources in, in fatty fish. Right? You find a little bit in grass-fed yogurt, like small amounts, where, again, you got a kid who won't eat any fish. Grass-fed yogurt does give you a little EPA and DHA. Same thing with grass-fed beef, right? You get about 100 milligrams. Not a lot, but, hey, if that's your only source, I'd rather you go with those grass-fed sources to get more long-chain omega-3 fats. So the omega-3 fats are a big focus of my work. And then the other is B12. Just you know, I, I love the plant-based uh, movement and, and – uh, but I, I do have a little concern where there's confusion between plant-based and vegan, and, and that and people have cons- confused veganism with a health plan. Um, whereas, where, and, and that's just that's just got me concerned. One based on the data, another's a it's a case series of like thirty case reports of uh, women vegan women with severe B12 deficiency having kids with severe developmental delays and brain atrophy that's irreversible. And I just find that really sad because, you know, those women are all trying to eat super healthy, right? And so I just think we have to spread the word about making sure, and a lot of vegans do this, but making sure your B12 levels are great because because vegans eat a nutrient-deficient diet, you have to supplement. You, you have to take DHA and vitamin B12. And so, and it's just concerning. They're about In the last study of vegans, it was large. It was only males, so... Who knows? But it was about fifty percent, fifty-two percent were frankly B twelve deficient, and so it's uh, and B twelve deficiency just it causes 
it all sounds like hysterical, but it's just true medically. Like it just causes the death of brain cells, ir- irreversible neuropathy and, and uh, brain damage eventually. So it's not, it's not like maybe you'll get depressed. Like, you know, if you eat junk food, maybe you'll get depressed. It's like if you don't eat any sources of B12, you will get depressed and your brain will shrink. And, and you eventually will, will descend into a very rapid dementia and, and probable psychosis. So, so those, those are the nutrients that I kind of, I don't know, I, I get all worked up about B12 because I just love the plant-based movement. I love, I love all my vegan friends like Daphne Chang are just doing incredible things with plants, right? Just so cool what's happening. But I do, I do feel that people should be eating some, some natural sources of omega-3 fats and B12. And that's, that's where the seafood of the meat comes in. From B12, there's no plant sources that would be um, adequate? Nope, nope. So B12 is made from bacteria, and so there's some rumors out there. There's a rumor of uh, B12 um, in some types of algae, where the most recent science on that shows that they're B12 analogs that actually don't have the B12 activity in the body. I've seen kombucha uh, advertising, and I love the booch. So, uh, but but because again, B12 is formed by bacteria. You you make a little B12 in your gut, um, in, in your microbiome. So theoretically, if you have the right bugs and more of the right bugs, you might be able to make a little more B12. But no, there's no there's no plant based sources of vitamin B12, and that's. You know, and, and also some of the other vitamins that you see in vegetables, like iron's a good example. You know, the rates of iron deficiency among vegetarians even is pretty high. And and, and same thing with B12, that what we call um, insufficiency, which is something I focus on and eat complete, which is you're not deficient, right? You don't have like an anemia from not having enough B12, but you're, lo- you're on the really low end and you're insufficient, meaning that a substantial portion of the population, like 25 to 30%, even though you have a kind of quote unquote normal level, you're at risk for all kinds of brain health disorders. Okay. All right. Well, um, this is. I don't know. Do you feel you feel like you you got you're hearing a different story though? That there are great plant based sources of B12. Oh, <laughs> do I look like I, I'm in disbelief? <laughs> no, well, I mean, just like because I hear it. You know, I hear it, and I think that people. You know, I guess, you know, like fortified foods in terms of like, you know, you get a supplement or you get like a breakfast cereal where they spray the B12 on, like, um, you know, they add it as a supplement. But I- Nutritional yeast is one that I have heard of and use as a... For sure. And that, that's just a supplement where they just take the yeast and they, they spray the B12 on there. So if you look on the back, it'll say like cyanocobalamin usually, but... Um, yeah, I mean they're definitely like vegan and veggie friendly sources, but they're all uh, they're all supplement based. Okay. Yeah, no, I I uh, I'm I'm open to hearing all kinds of different ideas. I love where you're coming from, food instead of supplements, and uh, I'm with you with and with you, and not in disbelief. <laughs> all right, I'm, you know I would like to check my you know I mean that's, that's really one you know of the what you're talking about. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned in this, especially being a physician, is we have to do a better job um, opening our ears a little bit more and just listening when people have these concerns or have these suggestions to just be open to it and hear it. You know, I, I think it's where we, again, we have this polarization that's happened where, you know, there's there's a kind of, um, uh, there's just a, there's not like a consideration of one another and our stance and our evidence and just the acknowledgement that, you know, we all have the choices eaters to eat what we want. And, and that's where I'm very clear and eat complete. Like my job is to help you, whatever type of eater you are, whether you're paleo or vegan or veggie or Jenny Kreger on Atkins, like, 
you know, my, my job is to help you fuel your brain and, and to help you consider what nutrients are most important. And it's not my job to tell you, you know, eat this or, you know, eat, eat, in this, eat according to this philosophy. I feel like that's every eater's job to understand, like, you know, in your heart, what feels best to you in terms of how you eat. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so easy to listen to you talk and, and hear your perspective because, you know, usually when someone comes from a, a doctor or factual standpoint, it's this is the way it is because these are the facts and, and listen to what I'm saying. So, you know, it's, it's nice to hear how you say it and the way you say it because it's, it's definitely much easier to hear that perspective from someone who's not in the medical field reading facts and in the, you know, in the trenches as you are. Well, you get, you know, anybody who's in the medical field, you got to be a little humble at this point because a lot of what we call evidence and hard science, et cetera, that we like to quote, a lot of that's wrong or has been proven wrong. Now, so I was one of those docs, but the reason I got into food is I was prescribing a lot of uh, 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 class of uh, psychiatric drugs. I tell the story and you complete a little bit where, you know, they're helping patients with like the voices and the paranoia. These are very ill patients with schizophrenia. Uh, but they were gaining 20, 30, 40 pounds. And I was telling them, like, oh, you know what you got to do? Don't eat your egg yolks. That's going to be And I was sure, like, I had the fact, don't eat saturated fat. It's going to cause your heart disease, right? And, you know, and I was doing my best based on the quote-unquote evidence that I had been taught. And, and then you look at that evidence, and it's like, wow, but there's no evidence that dietary cholesterol is something that we that shouldn't, it certainly shouldn't be at the top of our list. And that's, you know, if you think about what you hear from physicians, it's like, don't eat saturated fat, don't eat cholesterol. And it's like, that doesn't help people. And that's why all my work is about, here's what I want you to eat. I want you to eat more leafy greens and, and, and have lots of plants on your plate. I want you to eat more seafood and more than just like wild salmon um, or tilapia, right? I want you to get onto those, you know, more fatty fish uh, in the bivalve. I want folks eating and stacking on more nuts and, and, and definitely getting more beans and you know, the one for ignition maybe I should have said was the lentil. I mean, I just love the lentil. That's it. I'm regretful. There's, there's one that, that the lentil deserves special mention on this show. It's just 90% of your daily need of folate, vitamin B9, is in one cup of lentils. And I love the lentil. Drew, we didn't tell people the rule of kale. The rule of kale, why kale is nutrient density. We talked about that one. Culinary flexibility, right? You come to my house and you're going to maybe have kale and eggs. In the morning, you could have a kale smoothie. We could have a little kale salad with some like wild shrimp on it. You could have some kale pesto. <laughs> you I'll never know when it's coming. You could have a cocktail. Yeah, you know, kale. Could, like, yeah, just pop, pull it out and do something. make you a kale chip. People are like, oh my gosh, what's this? Like, it's a kale chip. Right? So it's flexible. And that, that teaches us that those foods that are nutrient dense and flexible, that's what we want you to stock your kitchen with. And the same thing with the lentil, right? Make a lentil soup, or I'll mix it in with my pork stew. Or I'll make a salad with a little bit of feta, cucumber, and tomato, right, where I'm just boosting the nutrient density of that salad by adding in all the protein, fiber, and vitamin B9, the folate that are in those lentils. So uh, so uh, nutrient density, culinary versatility, and then the final is local availability and accessibility. We're just like, that's the thing about kale, right? Everybody can get it. Everybody can afford it. It's three bucks for a bunch, and that'll that'll last you like uh, several, like two, three meals you can get out of that bunch of kale. Uh, and so those are the kind of foods we want to help people focus on and, and, and incorporate into their diet and source locally. Fantastic. Dr. Drew Ramsey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Before I let you go, why don't you let us know where we can we find your book online at bookstores? Where yet? Yeah, yeah, sure. If people are interested, um, Eat Complete, the 21 Nutrients that Boost Brain Power, uh, 
I'm sorry, Fuel Brain Power, Boost Weight Loss and Transform Your Health. That's available on, on all the booksellers online. It's uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Powell's, you name it, Indie Books. Uh, you can go to my website, which is DrewRamseyMD.com, and particularly um, slash Brain Boost right now, there's my seven-day program folks can sign up for. And I just, you know, please, please get involved in the conversation. I, I, uh, I just, someone just wrote me today, they heard something like, oh, you know, you're talking about gassiness. I heard if you soak beans with cardamom, it takes away the gassiness. And it's just like, so I love hearing and learning from everybody. So please get involved in the conversation. I'd really be honored if you, if you check out the book. And uh, our National Kale Day is October the 5th. That's the other thing to remember. So join the kale celebration. Um, you know, people ask me how to celebrate kale day. And I, I tell them it's real simple. You should eat, you know, level one is eating kale, right? Level two is sharing kale. And level three is sharing kale and taking a picture of it and posting it on social media at hashtag kale day 2016. So, um, but anyway, it's been a real pleasure Drew, speaking with you and, and I appreciate the attention you're, you're, you're focusing on eat complete and I'll make sure to get you a copy up there. And, uh, and it's been a real pleasure talking about the book with you. That'd be awesome. Thanks Drew. I'm going to cut the interview <laughs> off right there. Stay with me. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. You did fa- that was great, man. You did fantastic. Thanks. I feel I should I should have like uh, should have been more bold and uh, thrown out some uh, you know thrown out some uh, enticing like uh, you know images from the book. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know, Drew, we're talking about a frittata. Ooh, that's some brain food right there. <laughs> Let me tell you about a little pork wine. Hold on, what I got here is like, ooh. Talking about rainbow food. Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh, you're a maniac. You know what? I uh, Every time that someone sends me a, a, a doctor over, I'm like, Ugh. I'm going to see how I can try to stay awake through the interview. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you're uh, a little different than the, the conventional one they, that I get. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found that boredom is much fun for me or you or sells any books. So I'm not a. I try to. I try to avoid the boring, for sure. Um, Drew, how can I? Uh, anything I can do to support you and your work? And uh, besides tweeting and retweeting and spreading the word when this goes up, anything else I can be helpful with with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be the best way to help share the show. The more shows we get, the more interest we get in the show, the more downloads, and the more chance future shows get more listens to. Yeah. Um, a rating. That's easy. Sorry. That's easy. Uh, and, and the best, you'll, the link will be in. Like you'll drop me in some tweets or something, and I can I'll retweet them, and then I can. I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not huge. I get like eleven seven on Twitter and about forty two hundred on Facebook. Google, I have a I don't know, about seventy. I have a big following on Google, oddly enough, because I did some work for them. They just paid me in followers. They're like, turn off your notification. I'm like, why? They're like, trust us. We're Google. <laughs> All right. Like the next morning I woke up, I had like, it went from like eight people in my circles to like 73,000 people in my wow. circles. It's very <laughs> weird. But so I'll post it on all those platforms, man. And, and I really, uh, I appreciate it. And if you guys could post a link to the brain boost, um, or a link to, you know, do you, have you gotten any assets like a cover of the book or any of that stuff? Um, I'll ha- I have no. a girl that talks to Ashley and Ashley was, I think she was supposed, Ashley's your publicist, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, how long have you been with them? All right, you want me to just they're they're uh oh, they're usually excellent. You want me to just email it to you or to to your uh I can, I'll email them and I'll make sure that you get the preview, you get the cover. You can email um, it to me. 
Yeah, yeah. What's your email? Drew? It's just my full name. It's D R E W. Uh huh. T A D D I A D like David. Uh huh. Gmail dot com. Okay. And then yeah, I'll I'll tag you um I'll tag you and stuff. If you could leave a review on iTunes, it, it seems to be like a lot of people don't know how to do that. If you could figure it out, that'd be great. I can try and figure that out. I, I have a computer, so I'll uh, a review on iTunes. Just saying, it was great to talk with you. Okay, I can do that, man. And uh, yeah, um, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, appreciate the attention on the book. I'll get you the preview and. Uh, um, I don't know if you're ever in New York, man, but if you are, hit me up, and uh, I'll shoot you an email now with the preview, the cover, and, uh, um, yeah, anything else you just let me know. That'd be awesome. Actually, we went. I went there in, uh, in December, last December for Christmas, New Year's, and then we were thinking about going in the fall, so it'd be cool to meet if, if you're around at that time. So. And fall's sweet, especially, like, like, October, Central Park just gets, like, they, I mean, it's planted to just go crazy. It's like right now, it's, it's spring. It's just like I ride my bike through the park. That's awesome. It's like just, I mean, it's like being in a perfume shop for these two weeks. And so the fall is really nice too where it all like pops. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I'll shoot you an email and uh, if you're in town, let me know. And I uh, appreci- appreciate this, man. It's, uh, it's good. Yeah, I feel good. I was a little nervous and bummed yesterday. I don't know why. Just getting into, you know how it is going into like the eighth inning. I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling a little like. So anyway, yeah. No, I appreciate you coming on too. It'd be cool to uh, work together in the future somehow. But I'll do everything I can to get your show out there, share on social media. So hopefully we can get some traffic running running to you as well. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm trying to get the pre-orders right now because if I can get, if I can just get like another fifteen hundred pre-orders, I, I'm. I'm I'm knocking at the bestseller list door, so it's it's and if you don't get it like if you don't get it in the next two weeks, it's not you know, it's a cookbook. No one's gonna buy like a hundred thousand copies, right? So it's <laughs> it's. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate that, man. All right, well, good luck with it. All the best with you. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate. It. Well, let's stay in touch. All right, cool, man. Take care. Take care, buddy. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sitting here with us, with Dr. Drew Ramsey and myself. To be honest with you, <laughs> when, I, when I saw a doctor in front of his name, I wasn't all that sh- All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our True Form Life community. Thanks to Dr. Drew Ramsey for coming on and sharing his knowledge with us. That was an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed Dr. Drew's company and all that he had to share. 
Now, if you do get a chance, head over to exploringmindandbody.com. All past shows are going up there. A quick word from some of our longtime sponsors. We have Health Street here in Olds, who have some of the highest health standards in Canada for their products. You can visit, visit them at healthstreet.ca. We have Shoppers Drug Mart here in Olds as well, who are very community-orientated. They've been with us from the very beginning, and we so much appreciate their support. So thanks to Shoppers Drug Mart here in Olds. Then we have AG Foods in Didsbury, who's bringing better quality foods to not only the grocery industry, but to our community. So Check out AG Foods in Didsbury. And I'm going to mention GDK Gravel and Sand here again at the end. If you do get a chance, I'd love a ratings and review on iTunes. That would mean so much. That really helps the show move up in rankings. Gives me a better idea of what you're enjoying or what you're looking for. So be sure to leave your name and even a business or website if you like. I'd be happy to read that out on air. And if you're interested, we have a free 10-day fitness challenge. If you head over to trueformlife.com, on the main page there, you're going to find more details where you can enter in your email address. We're going to send you a brand new workout each day. It only takes 20 minutes. This is a quick 10-day challenge, no no equipment required, all body weight exercises. We're going to give you tips along the way to help you succeed. Again, that's at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. Drew. Hello. Hello. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm worried I don't have headphones. I'm like scrambling. How do you getting horrible feedback on me? No, I can hear you. Okay. Hey, you're Drew as well, right? I am. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, man. What's uh I was able to just poke around a little bit, but not much, so Nice to meet you, but I don't know as much about you as I'd like usually when I meet somebody and they're about to interview me, so sorry. <laughs> is, it, is it weird that I know a lot about you and you don't know anything about me? <laughs> uh, you know, little opposite of how I usually work as a psychiatrist, but I'm okay. I'm comfortable with this. <laughs> All right. So today, well, thanks for coming on. I was, do, of course, I was doing some research. I was checking out uh, what you do, and I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm plant based, and I'm food over prescriptions and all that. So I'm happy to have you with us and uh, share some of your knowledge and expertise with us. Thanks a lot, man. I uh, I appreciate that. And you're up you're up in Canada, right? Yep, just outside. You know, Cal- you know, Canada, Calgary, Alberta. A little bit, not as well as better than most Americans. I spent a lot of I've done some interior BC uh, snowboarding and been up to Toronto, Montreal, and then out west Whistler. So I've done some central, sort of central BC as well. So nice, a little bit. Okay, well we're just uh, well maybe you know, but we're just uh, about eight hours east of Vancouver, so drive, so not too far. Did, did I lose you there? 
Uh, um, I got you. Sounds, so are you, uh, if you're uh, east of Vancouver, then are you near like, um, God, I'm forgetting all the names, but I was up at a couple of small mountains like White River and Panorama and, and those areas. Are you... Uh, Panorama rings a bell. I don't spend too much time in the in the mountains. That's the mountains is about two hours from where I'm at. So, and then you get up into your BC mountains where you get all your wilderness type of people. <laughs> yeah, a little more of a city type of person. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, those mountains. Revelstoke is the one that that mountain was like enormous. Oh yeah, okay. I know Revelstoke. I have some friends that go there quite often. Um, so you have about thir- just. We'll just. I usually. I don't have too many things planned. I have some notes here, some ideas. I'm going to go over. I'm going to ask you about yourself. Um, I have about th- thirty, forty minutes planned for the interview. That's great, man. I got. I, I blocked out the whole hour for you guys, so you're, yeah, that's super. Fantastic. So, I had. I suppose they both relate, but I had brain health focusing, and then I saw Ashley had Eat Complete uh, as a title. Is there much of a difference there? New book, Eat Complete, is out uh, May 17th. Um, and so the whole focus of the book, which I'm sorry you didn't get a copy prior to our interview. Um, that's our bad. Uh, I hope I, I thought somebody would have sent you a, um, a preview, so I'm sorry about that. I think you meant to, but it's okay. We'll, we'll run with it. Yeah, I mean, the, it's a, it's a, the basic idea is that it's a book that revolves around what to eat for brain health and revolves around 21 nutrients that I feel the uh, scientific literature supports are most important for brain health. And, the, and then so I can explain that. And so that, that's the book that's coming out. Brain health has been my focus since uh, my first book, The Happiness Diet, which was out in 2011. And so this was kind of about how food changed um, over the last 100 years. And then how that relates to mental health. So looking at, for example, the low-fat movement or um, uh, mainly the low-fat movement, but, you know, sort of things like just sort of stories like trans fats and the low-fat and the history of that and and um, sort of how we mucked up the food supply. And then after that, I did Fifty Shades of Kale, which is a kale cookbook. Basically, as kale was trending, I thought it was uh, – I don't know, man. I was looking for something fun to do after my first book, which was a bitch. So, you know, <laughs> I did, so I did a kale book, um, which uh, is done really well. And then we've launched, uh, I mean, you know how projects are. I was like, after I was like, the book did well, but we wanted to do, my co-author and I as a chef, we wanted to do something a little more. So we launched National Kale Day, which it, we, we've had some nice spread with that in terms of, you know, some good stats. Last year, we, we helped about 2 million kids eat kale in their public school, many of them. The entire LA public school system served kale for the first time, so Crazy. that's kind of the, the the books and the, the the gist of it. And then you know, I'm a I'm a shrink, so I'm a psychiatrist at Columbia. I see patients, and uh, and then really trying to kind of push the discussion about food and the um kind of in the in the conversation about mental health. Just that you know, we don't we're not even trained to ask like, hey, tell me about your diet, and and I just think that's like you know. That's uh, that's just a darn that that's a missed opportunity, and it's a tool that we're not using enough of. So, all right. Well, if you're good with it, I'm just going to jump into the. So that's a, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just keep going with this right here. Um, 
You're getting me good audio-wise. Are we also on video? And I'm getting a little chop, and I don't know if there's anything I can do before we start to uh, help with that. Just shut like kind of everything else down. Yeah, if you shut all, I mean, if you shut all your windows down, that'll help. Um, I did get a little choppy there. I was hoping it would clear up. Uh, if it doesn't, yeah. then we'll probably have to cut video feed, which is unfortunate. Well, let's not. Let me cut. Let me just shut down everything here, man. Um, so. Um, sorry, I should have done that beforehand. I haven't done. I'm out of practice. I haven't done any of this in a while. That's all right. Just you're my first. You're like you're my first. Uh, got like two weeks to launch, so you're my. You're like the first of my final schlog here. To, That's awesome. Happy to be the first. Guys, I can throw you on my iPad. Also, move around. Or you're good with this. The lighting looks all right. I can I can throw on a little more light. Is it a little dark? Sure, it's a bit dark. questions you want me to stay away from from the uh doctor's nah, end of it medical end of it no i'm, I'm not like that don't, you don't have to worry about like offending me or there's stuff i don't want to talk about i, I figure if, it, if it's on your mind and you got a question about it then somebody else does and if i gotta remember just to look here right this is what looks best as opposed to when i'm looking at you right that's right yeah all right you must have a lot of fun seeing all these like docs and authors i'll get a little like <clears throat> nervous right beforehand right <laughs> It's actually surprising, you know. You, I just interviewed. Well, you, you know, you interviewed bigger, different types of people who have tons of clients or tons of following, or you know, I just interviewed this guy. He's huge business, and then it, it, to, to me, it kind of surprises me that a little interview, <laughs> you know, makes them nervous. <laughs> yeah, it is always surprising. And through your background, it looks like you're you're in the training world, or what's your design? A little bit about you? Yeah, so I traveled the world as a I played some professional baseball, um, and then I just it's kind of crazy. I just jumped into this uh, health world in the entrepreneur world, and I I wrote a book myself about clean eating and avoiding toxins, and then. Uh, I, I produced a whole food protein supplement, uh, quinoa and hemp seeds, and then I uh, launched this show five years ago. So um, pretty cool, pretty cool things I get to do. I get to talk to people like you about healthy eating, so I love it. <laughs> that's great, man. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm, I've uh, yeah, I love I love guys like you who kind of have done it because it helps guys like me where I'm like. Like, oh, you should do a podcast, you should do that. I'm like, I don't know, but it's nice to see a lot of people having great success with it. Come yeah, on, appreciate it. Okay. Oh, and if you hear this guy in the background, this is my uh, this is my uh, this is my uh, compatriot, <laughs> Gus, therapy dog in my office. What do you think, buddy? So, hopefully, no New York City steam pipes, and my dog won't bark. Those were my goals for the interview. <laughs> okay, well, we're pretty laid back, so I mean, whatever happens. It's good with me. It's all pre-recorded. We can edit anything else. So whatever you, whatever you need, we'll make it happen. Okay. Uh, you Sounds want me to refer to you as Doctor Drew, Doctor Drew Ramsey, Doctor Ramsey, Drew. I just think Doctor Drew, Drew. What you know? I'm pretty informal. 
Okay. Um, you all set there? Yep. Okay. All right.